Wednesday, get excited about Wednesday. I need a coffee. Oh, if you want coffee, you gotta get past tantrum. You're in for a brood awakening. Here we go. Have a listen to this. It's electric. I can get into that. It's exciting. I feel like this is my new favorite show. It's unbeatable. It is a thrill. I love this show. It's memorable. The show has become very, very silly. Yes. That's why I love it. Let's start the show. Here we go. Everything's running smoothly. So that's Kitty in this right here, this right shit. It's your KC morning show, baby. I'm just cracking all over the place today. What the hell? Did you notice that? Yep. Maybe. Well, you ain't got to be so forceful with it. Well, you gonna help me? Go ahead and say it. Tell them what this show really is, and all I right. want you to say it with your chest. Okay. Our birth name <laughs> is the Kansas City Morning Show. Our birth name. Our government, government name. name. <laughs> That's the KC Morning Show. A happy hump day, baby, to the KC Morning Hose Kitty. What is the word, girl? Well. The word is well. You know, <laughs> Libra season, Mercury and retrograde, you know, retrograde. There it is. It's been a rough one, but I don't know if you noticed, I'm, I'm sitting in a new chair. Mm-hmm. The dog's laying on a new rug. I did some retail therapy. Yeah. It's my favorite therapy. Same. It's the only one I've ever known. I think you're doing great. Thank you. We're going to get there. Head down. Keep going. Kansas City. We're still here. And that's important. Lean in on that, especially now in these ridiculous times. As we are in this panini, as Kitty says, which is hilarious, by the way. We got this. We got this. Kansas City. Kitty, shall we do a weather dealio? Yeah. I haven't been outside yet. You haven't been out in Mm -hmm. three damn days. No, I worked yesterday. (laughs) I was trying to throw that Kid Rock in for you. I love Kid Rock. We're going to listen to that as soon as the show's over. 75 degrees and partly cloudy in KC. Winds out of the southwest, 10 to 20 MPHs. A little bit wet this morning, but those uh, those showers and thunderstorms, they should be gone by, you know, early afternoon. Your sunset tonight, Kitty, 642. Oh, my gosh. All right, let me turn this around, though. Hey, let, let me give you something positive. On a scale of 1 to 10, Kitty, on this, your best local podcast, because we dabble in the UV details. What is your UV index today? Nine. A nine? Non-existent. It's German for no. <laughs> So Well done. Look at you. College is really having an effect on you. This learned it lady over here. Miss learned it lady. Let me put some respect on her name. What I'm learning about right now, I probably shouldn't be gassing up them Germans. And that also sounds wrong. So you know what? I'm done. Want to fade out? Yep. Go ahead and fade out. Fade to black. This evening, 53 degrees, cloudy and 53. A waxing gibbous moon. Tomorrow on your Thursday, partly cloudy and 68. Oh, one away from 69. And then Friday, partly cloudy and 57. But we'll get to that when we get to that. That's your weather dealio on your KC. Moho. Show. Baby. Kid. Hey. How you doing? Yeah, I'm here. You're here. Again, like I said, still here, baby. Still here. That means the most. Also, you know what means the most? Because I'm just going to jump in. Because we got a, a very busy show today. Oh. Like a stacked show. But I did want to talk about this because I'm proud of this man. I love this man. This man happens to be my namesake and my father. He got a shot. 
Amazing. He got his first COVID-19 shot. Well, vaccine shot. So proud of him. That's awesome. And I know he's listening because he creeps on everything of I course. do. Of course. What up, Papa Hartzell? And his second shot is on my birthday, which is just poetry. Very. Now, don't get me wrong. This man bitch and moaned the entire time. But I'm not lying to you. When the nurse told him that the second shot was on October 28th, the twinkle in his eye and by twinkle, it may have been a tear. Or both. I think possibly both. I know I had a couple tears. I'll be oh honest my. with you. Of course you did. I made a tweet. It wasn't hyperbolic. With a tear in my eye. This is one of the greatest moments of my life. I quoted Ric Flair because it was that important. There was a time when I didn't think he was going to get this thing. I tried the shaming route. That didn't really work. We didn't talk for a couple days. Then I tried the public health of it all you know helping your fellow man and pops i love you and to everyone listening he's a good man but he don't care about y'all so i pivoted and i went with the uh i went with the conscious route i was like pops like if you die i'm gonna think it was because of me furthermore pops i can't afford to bury your ass so that's what kind of got the ball rolling it's now not about him trying to find a reason not to take it it is now uh uh-oh my kid's never going to move past this. And if he dies, he knows I'm going to stew on that for probably the rest of my life. And I think what the most effective thing was in Kansas City, feel free to steal this. A lot of folks, a lot of black folks say that this shot's too fast. It feels like it was rushed. And this is what's so frustrating about the news is that, yeah, they'll go to certain groups and they'll ask them why they aren't confident taking the shot. They'll go to the barbershop. And honestly, it kind of just makes those folks look like fools. And here's why, because they never explain why what they're saying is actually maybe not true. And we're not saying you got to bash them for it, but set them straight. Tell them the right information. Most other shots or vaccines like this, it takes months, years, forever to find people to sign up to do the trials. You know what I mean? The world was shut down. We had millions of people who signed up to be essentially guinea pigs for this thing. But guess what? Because we had so much data and the data shows that it was effective and the right thing to get, it's not that it was rushed. It's that we had a bigger sample size. We had an actual sample size. So that's why it moved so quick. But no one on the TVs says that part. And now we have three excellent effective vaccines and my dad's got one of them. That's pretty cool. Which one did he get? Pfizer, baby. All right. For that Pfizer posse. Not everybody can have Moderna mania I running just, wild. You know, you know, there was a definitely a time last year, too, when my mom said, before the vaccine actually came out, she mm-hmm. was pretty opposed. She's like, I don't know if I'm going to get it because it does seem like everyone's sane really fast. But then it progressed and it kept on keeping on. And as soon as they made that vaccine available, my mom was there. She was in line with my stepdad. They immediately, they got it. And they got their, like, they got theirs before us. And that's what is also frustrating. Like when you hear NBA players say that, well, I've done my own research or you should do your own research and make an informed decision. Well, guess what? There is a ton of research out there and all the research says, get a shot. A meme should not be your primary source. Is what I'm saying. Only if the teacher puts them out first. <laughs> if he says you can choose from these memes, I'll be damned. I'm choosing from the memes. Sure enough, they are World War II propaganda memes, no less. They ain't very funny, but I use them. Oh, did you just did you just blow my mind real quick? Were the original memes those propaganda posters of World War One and Two? I II? really think so. Huh? That's, that's kind of what the conclusion I've came to. Okay, write that down. That's a hell of a thesis, and I'm willing to take that walk. Not now, but I'll take that walk with you. That's fascinating. Kitty, you want to do some news? I had a whole thing planned, but I kind of want to get this done so I can go explore this thought. Yeah. The OG memes 
were actually the propaganda pieces. War propaganda. Huh. Because some of them were kind of funny. They were. All right, Kitty. Let's do some news. We'll do it. I'm telling you, college is just really, you wear it well. Thank you. Wednesday, October 13th. Let's do that news. In other news, this city needs its news. News team, assemble. Let's go, let's go. My name's Arthur, that's Kitty, and this right here, this is your news break. Take a break with the news. We uh, we got some homies today. Gonna kick it with some friends on your KC morning show, like a bunch of them. On the show today, Benny Morales. Did you see the story about the hit and runs? Yeah. At Arrowhead? Like two cars back to back? Yeah, that's uh, super, super shitty. So we got Benny on the show. He was there. Like, he saw it. Vinny is with the Veterans Community Project, so he's just a good dude, number one. We're trying to find these folks who did it. Yeah, two freaking different cars hit the same man. Why are we not out here, you know, doing some vigilante service? Who the hell's got a person-sized dent in their car? Right? That's my thing. Be on the lookout for the person-sized dent. And this isn't a joke. I'm serious. That means there's got to be two cars but, yeah, seriously. that either have some blood some clothing or oh you're not wrong we're not trying to be funny no that's legitimately you are you telling me that two cars don't have some kind of permanent mm-hmm. dent or some kind this of is something your friend or neighbor or they just hired you to pop that dent out of the hood maybe call your local policeman say hey i think we found him also on the show today we have andrew park a little weed talk on a Wednesday. You know, we're going to have to turn it around, you know, because that's a bummer story we're yeah. leading with. So let's go ahead and just let's take a chill. In fact, did you load that up? We didn't do our hit before the show, did we? Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. Get that gnat sound of that lighter. Kitty, don't blow directly into the mic. Andrew is a contributing writer for Evolution Magazine. He's got a blog as well. Trying to pass some cannabis legislation in the state of Kansas. Or we might actually have a little bit of progress building up. You know how I feel about cans and smoking weed. Bunch of hypocrites. And we wrap up the show with Zach Faust. My homie. He is the executive artistic director at Faust Theaters. And he's putting on Carrie. Yeah. Over at uh, Arts Asylum, yeah? Opens tomorrow. Like that Carrie, my friends. Carrie. But get this, it is a musical version of Carrie. And Zach Faust is just, he's the best. So like I said, a jam-packed show for your hump day. Baby, do me a solid though. Rate, review, subscribe. Apple Podcasts has completely, completely botched it. Some of the shows aren't automatically downloading. Sometimes it's subscribe versus follow. What is the difference? We need to get on good pods. I don't hate that idea. They follow us. Oh, they do? Um, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Make that content. It's an app. Can we get paid so. from it? I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I want to know. Perhaps. We just have to, like, claim our indie pod. What's that thing they did on the moon? Put the flag down. Claiming our pod. Power to the pod people. Kitty, let's do this. Let's do COVID! Infections among children are trending down. The U.S. is reporting about 95,000 fewer pediatric cases compared to a month ago. Even with that decline, though, children are accounting for nearly a quarter of all new infections. The region with the most cases is the Midwest. Vaccination rates are steadily rising. In Kansas, Johnson County leads the way with more than 64% of the population fully vaccinated. Some updated numbers for you, Kitty. An estimated 54% of Kansas City residents have received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Independence, any guesses? We're going to make a game out of this now. I don't know. 49.6%. Jackson County, 51.5. Cool. Clay County, 41.3. Ooh, that's 
I was going to give them more. But. They haven't done so hot. Mm-mm. But I got to give credit to Cass County. This isn't good, but it's better than what it was. 47%. Okay. They were like in the 30s. How about Platt? Platt's got a little bit of ways to go. They still rocking 39? They are still at 39.9%. Mm, 39.9%. And I'm not going to round up for them. They don't no, deserve it. They don't. It's 39 did you see who was in town, Kitty? The doctor was in town. The first doctor, I guess. You mean Jim Biden? There's Joe Biden and there's Jim Biden. <laughs> Kansas City, Kansas is one of the most diverse communities in this country. First Lady Jill Biden came here to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month to talk to leaders within this community who work to amplify Latino voices. Strength, community, and passion. These are the three words First Lady Jill Biden chose to represent what the Latino community means to her. She got to see those words in action in KCK during her visit to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month at El Centro Academy. As of now, I actually am dreaming about working at NASA. She sat down for a charla, which means chat in Spanish, with people like Olivia Gaudio about their dreams and goals. During the campaign, I started some charlas and talking to people, uh, especially uh, Latinas, and heard their stories so that I can take them back to the White House and um, talk to my husband about it. Olivia Gaudio is an aerospace engineering student at KU, one of three Latinos in the program and the only Latina. So it was important for her that the first lady hear her story. I hope to maybe get like programs or more conversations about getting not just um, women, but Latinas or Latinos more into engineering. Even in the old normal, it would be considered shot season right about now. Get your flu shot. Have you done that yet? I think I'm going to maybe try today. We are shot people now. You know that, right? I think I've only maybe gotten a flu shot like a couple of times in my life and it was on accident. Accident? How does that happen? I, Did you walk into the needle? Beats me. Beats me. It's like I went in for a checkup and they said, oh, it's a flu shot. And I thought, oh, never getting checked up on again. Health officials and pharmacies are now pushing an additional vaccine to COVID-19. Now's the time to get a flu shot. We've had, you know, over a year and a half where there has been zero flu circulating. So we've got a relative population of people who have very, very little antibody on board against influenza. Infectious Diseases Director Dr. Angela Meyer says this flu season is kind of a wild card after a year when the flu didn't spread at all due to COVID-19 precautions. RSV was another winter illness absent from the hospital in 2020 and early 2021, but came back with a vengeance when life started to return to normal. The same could happen with the flu. Uh, If RSV is any indication of what might happen, we had a pretty rough summer with RSV. Um, We hadn't seen RSV since March of 2020. And then then we had this huge surge of RSV this summer. So I think there is reason to be concerned. Some updates for you on the Kevin Strickland case. In fact, me and some friends right now, we're trying to actually set something up for this. November 8th, looks like, is the new date for Kevin Strickland's hearing. You know, it seems like it's inevitable. He's going to be let out. But every time we say that and we think that and we want to believe that, there's more bullshit. The state is essentially going against itself in this case. Our attorney general, Eric Smith, is an actual piece of shit. At question whether or not Kevin Strickland should go free after the Jackson County prosecutor now says a witness recanting testimony should overturn Strickland's conviction. But the Missouri attorney general's office disagreed. They also say they don't have all the evidence they need. There's been some allegations throughout this case that we have everything uh, that the other parties have. 
Uh, and that's not the case, Your Honor. A newly appointed judge said he'll now give 30 days for everyone to bring evidence forward, witness testimony, and fingerprint evidence from the gun used in the triple murder in the house where it happened. Strickland's attorneys wanted a much quicker hearing. The urgency of the case is not lost on me, Your Honor. In particular, that urgency is why this statute does not provide for discovery, because the only person here who has a right, has a due process right, is our client, Mr. Strickland. We got to set this man free. An injustice that this man is spending even one more second in prison. Kitty, let's talk Chiefs. 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 Oh. I'm kidding. We are not fair weather fans. Yeah, I mean, I, you know. I think we, we honestly, I think we're just beating ourselves. Um, if you really look back at it, go back to the Ravens game, miscommunication, blown coverages, Chargers game, kind of the same, you know, thing. I think most of the explosive pass plays were guys just running, you know, wide open down the field. So obviously we don't practice that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, our coaches don't teach that. Just got to find a way to, to dig deep, man. Every team we play wants to beat us. They want to beat us bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think if we, we have to understand that, you know, we come into these kind of games. We did a story on this on KCUR, up to date with Steve Kraske. Had my guy Kevin Holmes on. KSHB's Kevin Holmes. He is leading up this effort. It's called Gift of Soul. Childhood poverty, not just in the city, but nationwide. Uh, you wouldn't believe it. I would believe it. Well, damn, yeah. It's everywhere. So many of those kids don't even have a pair of shoes. KSHB's Kevin Holmes, he's trying to fix that. I've seen it firsthand. It's about more than a pair of shoes. It's about filling a child's soul with confidence. If you look good, you feel good, you're going to perform good. One less thing to worry about in the classroom. Coming to school in some new shoes just make you want to work a little harder. You can help KSHB 41 make an impact right here with Gift of Soul. We hope that you can help us buy shoes for local teens in need. It might seem little, but it go a long way. Amazon headed to the plaza. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> you don't think this is a... I hate that headline, and I hate that you said it so enthusiastically. Well, you know, I'm trying Amazon. to be... Amazon. trying to play devil's what? advocate, no. you know. Because I miss the simpler times when I heard the word Amazon, and I thought forest, the rainforest. I thought you were going to say just books. You... No. Even further back, yeah. We did not order books from Amazon. That was a luxury thing that the kids not in the country did. Paperwork filed with the Kansas City Planning Department shows a permit was granted for renovation for an Amazon store. It'll be at 450 Nichols Road, which used to be the Tesla store. The online retailer has opened brick and mortar stores across the country. Amazon, the rainforest was all the rage. Like, oh, save our Amazons. And now it's like, Amazon's here to kill you. Damn, Bezos did kind of co-op that word, didn't he? Yes! Damn. Yeah, no one thinks of the animals that are endangered anymore. They think Megacorp, Bezos, in the sky. And a space penis, apparently. Eric Stone Street came back home for a little bit, filming a PSA. It's going back to his roots. You know, he used to be a farmer. Love him even more. As a former pig farmer, I'd like to clear up a commonly misused phrase. That's right, former pig farmer. Eric Stone Street grew up here on a farm and showed pigs as a child. Wyandotte County Fair was a big thing in my life every year, going to the fair and spending the night at the fair with my friends. Stone Street is known for comedy, but he takes this new role as spokesperson for the pork industry seriously. He wants to dispel myths about pig farming. Slopping the pigs implies that you're just giving pigs whatever's left over, whatever you got around, and just they'll eat anything. And in a modern pig farm, that's just further from the truth. In promotional videos, Stone Street shares insight into modern pig farms and the way pigs are raised. And I can even control their feed from right here. Watch this. Oh, 
Nope, that's the lighting. While the videos are tongue-in-cheek, he hopes it sends a message and sets the record straight. What I hope it does for people, uh, the pig farmers, is that people are able to base their decision on whether to eat pork or not on fact and not myths and fiction. This family kitty, they were traveling to get to the airport. You know, you gotta, you gotta weigh your luggage, right? And they're like, yo, this is very heavy. Don't remember it being this heavy. Well, their dog was in there. You put it on the scale and this bag is five and a half pounds overweight. So really quick, we're like, oh, we've got to rearrange some stuff. Opens it up, and there's our dog out of my boot, like coming out of my boot with its head popping up. She's the burrower. That's what she does. She burrows in clothes. She burrows in, obviously, suitcases now. They've got a heck of an employee in Kathy. Uh, she went above and beyond, never made us feel, you know, they could have turned it in. We were trying to smuggle a dog to Vegas <laughs> or something. Never acted like that. They were extremely gracious. Like I said, she was willing to watch our dog for us while we were gone. Thank goodness we found this dog because you'd have got to Vegas and you probably would have had a deceased animal in your bag. Oh, he made that dark. Oh, my. Oh, he made that dark. We were having fun for a while. She was just burrowing. That's adorable, though, right? But she didn't make no noise or nothing in the whole trip there in the car. That's a good girl. Hilarious. That's a real good girl. That's the goodest of girls right there. Oh, my God. Honestly, the best traveling companion. <laughs> Man's best traveling companion. That could never happen to us because our bag would be like, 65 over yeah we got a wolf in our bag mm. um don't know how that happened we're sorry about it she's she's a burrower <laughs> you're listening to the casey morning show it's been more than two days since that deadly hit and run outside gecha field at arrowhead and police say not one but two drivers ran over hickle and left the scene officers are still looking for them now we spoke with the witness who's affiliated with this veteran center behind me here and they say they jumped into action helped render aid direct traffic and called 911 outside the chief stadium vincent morales the co-founder of the veterans community project says he and his crew were making their way out of gate two it was raining at the time and dark as well morales says he witnessed 66 year old steve hickle hit twice you heard a thump you heard a drag, and then you heard an additional thump. That could have been anybody. It could have been myself. It could have been, it could have been anybody. And nobody wakes up thinking that's going to be their last day. That's why life is so precious. And helping the individuals and taking care of your fellow man is is amazing. And is what you should do. My brother, Vinny Morales, back on your KC Morning Show. He is with VCP, the Veterans Community Project. After you just heard that audio, you can tell that this man is a humanitarian. Vinny, you're at the game. You see this happen. What happened? Yeah, hey, so Hartzell, thank you for, for having me on this morning. I really appreciate that and the opportunity to talk about what we've seen and the actions that we took this last Sunday at the Chiefs game. Yeah, it was, it was a very uh, surreal moment, man. You know, we had that long rain delay. You know, we decided, hey, you know, Chiefs wasn't looking too hot, right? It wasn't really one of our best games. We all kind of take off. Group of uh, myself, four other veterans, head out the gate, head out, sorry, heading out gate two, and happened to, to watch uh, two vehicles hit a gentleman twice. So the first vehicle hit him and uh, kind of ran him over, kind of waited for him to kind of, you know, kind of pop up. A second vehicle hitting him um, again. And both vehicles accelerated and drove off. And as that happened, uh, myself and the other and the other gentleman in the vehicle with me just looked at each other and uh, said, "It's go time." We dismounted the vehicle, ran out, ran up there, probably, you know, a good 50, 60 feet, ran up to him, started, uh, you know, checking him, assessing him, doing the things that we've been trained to do, things that we know to do, checking for vitals, you know, trying to stop his hemorrhaging, the whole nine. Come to find out, I think it was his sister that was there with him, you know, try to 
helper consoler, the rest of the gentlemen in the vehicle got out to control traffic because traffic was just crazy as it is. But, you know, really also why, why, the reason why I wanted to, to holler at you, man, I really appreciate you having me, is that I know that there were other Kansas Cityans there. I know that I ran by, you know, at least five, ten vehicles. I know that somebody's seen something. Maybe they were recording it or maybe they knew the vehicles had sped off. But really, a 60, 60-year-old man, a father, a brother, is no longer here. And that was because of these accidents. And, you know, accidents happen, but this family deserves closure. They deserve to understand what happened. They, they need, they deserve that. And, you know, as, as a community, I definitely feel that it is our job to help. I encourage those individuals that, that, that committed this to step forward. But the first thing is, if you see something, say something. That's really the first part of this, man. It's just, if you've seen something, say something, please. Everybody's got a phone. I know somebody had this recorded. The time is now to speak up. Someone is dead now because of a hit and run. Two different hit and runs. Yes, indeed. And that's, that was actually one of the first questions that I had been asked by, uh, by several individuals, this was their video, and, and you know, I was kind of busy uh, there in the moment trying to make sure that we could, you know, ensure this gentleman's life continued on. So I wasn't able to get that, but I know that there were individuals that were there. I know this that the mayor has addressed this. You know, there's been a couple other news outlets that have addressed this. You know, we're talking about it here now. So I know this is not just an isolated incident. I know there are cameras out there coming up on about 72 hours since the actual incident. Would love just for the individuals to take responsibility, to give that family closure, because that could have been any of us, and that could have been those individuals' loved ones as well. And, you know, we got to take care of people, man. That's what we do is take care of people. We all make mistakes. We make amends, and we go forward with it. And, you know, the first step, though, is owning what happened. You know, like I said, as we were out there, you know, Hartzell, I would love to tell you that I had something other than the fact that it was dark. And it was rainy, kind of a late, uh, you know, late 90s, early 2000s sedan vehicle, and then an SUV of some sort. We all can't be like Vinny and his homies. Y'all are just, <laughs> y'all are just special people. Seriously, I, I want to tell you that in that situation, I would have got out of my car and did the same thing you did. But I don't know. I know you did, though, and I know that's all that matters. We can't all be like that, but we can help. And Vinny, yes. I just I can't say thank you enough. This You're one of the good ones, man. Also, I, I appreciate the, you know, the chance to be on uh, speaking here with you this morning. I, you know, like I said, last night I kind of hit you up with this because it's been weighing heavily on my conscience uh, to come full circle to find out this gentleman also himself was a veteran, a 22-year oh, wow. Navy veteran. Today also happens to be the Navy's birthday. It was just really weighing on my conscience, man. And I you know I know something that I need to get out there and whatever I can do to help this this gentleman uh, and his family, um, you know, get some get some information about this and some closure is it, it, it's my duty. Uh, as you said, right, Kansas City, we are better than this. Kansas City, this is not us. We are better than this. Let's do right. Let's take care of business. Let's take care of each other. We're gonna find these folks. Yes, indeed, and, and you know that's uh, I appreciate the heart soul and helping me out. This 100, brother, it really truly is an honor and a privilege to call you my friend. And, you know, just to be able to be here talking about this. You know, next time we do this, we'll talk about the beer and steaks that we grab. You know, <laughs> that's how it goes. We're going to do exactly that, Vinny. Many beers and probably many steaks, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, I know us. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, sir. I like your style, dude. The KC Morning Show. For the first time on your KC Morning Show, we've got Andrew Park. He is with SeedAndStem.org, also a contributing writer for The Evolution Magazine. My brother, you have a passion. If I've learned something in the few minutes that we have gotten a chance to become best friends, you have a passion, my brother. What is 
that passion. Yeah, Hartzell, that passion is absolutely educating people about the benefits of medical marijuana. My brother, and I am a fan of being educated on the benefits of medical marijuana. I see you've got the blog, seedandstem.org. Now you're writing for Evolution Magazine. How does one get into the marijuana advocacy game? Well, you know, it starts out a little bit upsetting, but you know, all of us here, unfortunately, have had uh, someone close to us have to battle cancer, and the lucky few of us who are able to to kind of know people who to beat that cancer and show it who's boss. I would attend meetings with uh, family members who were battling and, you know, the doctors and nurses, they just weren't educated. They didn't know what medical marijuana, you know, could help with chemotherapy side effects. They just really didn't know anything about it. So I kind of ignited that passion in me just to get people talking about it. You know, that's just kind of the first step is just to have a conversation. This is just kind of going to the whole aspect of making sure that medical marijuana marijuana is properly regulated and also talked about. What is your pitch for medical marijuana, especially in the Midwest where we've been so indoctrinated by, you know, reefer madness? Absolutely. So uh, just to start out my base credentials here. Currently, I'm a director of regulatory affairs for a clinical research company based in Kansas City. I am what's known as an ACRPCP. That just means that I'm a certified professional within the medical industry. And I am currently, like I said, running seedandsems.org and a contributing writer for the first first and only medical marijuana magazine in Missouri. I think that, you know, working from the big pharma side of aspect really lends a unique perspective that people don't get to hear too often. I'm seeing how medical marijuana right now is being used in clinical trials in other states, getting to see, you know, the raw data from that, you know, adverse events, the little that there are, if any, the clear benefit. And uh, something that's really interesting that's happening out on the West Coast right now is the pediatric aspect of medical marijuana, helping kids with rare childhood cancers kind of overcome and battle those. You know, in terms of raw numbers alone, I guess the most shocking is right here in our state. You know, we've only had less than one year of being able to set up dispensaries and have them sell to patients directly. We've already grossed about $200 million by the end of this year in revenue alone. And patient enrollment has gone up over 100,000 patients. That tells me that people in our neighborhoods needed access to this medicine so desperately that within the first year, we have already created revenues that could jumpstart the state economy. And that is just jarring within itself. I think that people for a variety of reasons need access to medical marijuana. And I think the conversation always gets really messy. Things tend to get, you know, convoluted or people kind of go off in a bunch of different directions. And it is, it's a messy situation, but the core is, is that people need help. People may not even know they need help and they have this benefit sitting right there in front of them. And it just really needs to be discussed. Can you explain some of that research going on on the West Coast? Sure, absolutely. In certain states on the West Coast, they're actually experimenting more with a concentrate of medical cannabis. This tends to soothe the side effects of kids who have cancers that cause, you know, extreme tremors, seizures, lack of sleep. And they've seen these parents who have taken this incredibly brave step, you know, for their children just to find some relief that they can't find within, you know, the big pharma world or synthetic drugs. They're showing drastic improvements. Kids will just kind of make it a part of their daily routine where in the mornings they'll medicate very early and then throughout the day they just show drastic motor function improvement. It gives these kids a chance to kind of deal with their cancer as they're treating it and being able to function and have, uh, you know, a great long life. 
What is your pitch? How do we get more folks involved? And if you can, what are some resources as folks are trying to get a medical card here in the state of Missouri? Yeah, absolutely. The state of Missouri got one thing incredibly right amongst other things that they also got incredibly right. And that's access to doctors. Telehealth, there are Zoom meetings, there's websites where you can go to. Uh, one that pops in my head right now is like greendoctors.com, I believe. They have great physicians who can answer your questions very well, knowledgeably, just to make you feel comfortable. And, you know, with all this COVID stuff going around, all these different variants, if you don't like getting out, the fact that you can bring it into your own living room is a godsend. All of this stuff kind of goes hand in hand with the ultimate goal of education. I mean, just to get people to talk about it is a great first step. Because like you said, when you talk about it with people, it's black and white to them. You're either talking to someone who doesn't know anything about it and doesn't care to know anything about it. And you've got people on the other side who advocate for it religiously, and they don't want to take the time to kind of see where the other side's coming from because it just seems so basic and elementary to them that this is so beneficial it shouldn't be illegal and that's where it gets kind of messy we're seeing here right now the more act the safe banking act even we've got this hurdle of it being a stage one drug like you said which it shouldn't be and we all know that but it's just one of those small hurdles that we have to cross in order to get to our overall goal which is getting people the help they need. Andrew Park, he's with seedandstems.org, also a contributing writer for The Evolution Magazine. My brother, can we share a J at some point? Or if nothing else, can we at least talk again on the show? You know what? As long as you don't hog it and as long as you don't spit on it, we're all good, my man. We just became best friends, Andrew. We just became best friends. <laughs> if there's one thing that I found is as true as the sunrise, it's that I like being on there with hot sauce. The KC Morning Show. I mean, it's that time of year. It is the season to get spooked and to sing along at a stage. It's Carrie. I mean, this is essentially it's an institution in it is. the spooky season. Zach Faust is the executive artistic director. Welcome to your KC Morning Show. And thank you for giving me a chance to go see Carrie in this new normal. <laughs> thank you. Oh, wow. It was such like a uh, fluffing with feathers kind of an intro. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't mind that at all. Well, listen, I know how big and over the top this show is. I want to... <laughs> Likewise, you know, meet you at your level. Tell us how we got here, my friend. Got here because it was a uh, three-year-long project that I have wanted to do for so freaking long. And there were just obstacles that get, just kept putting it, you know, in its in its pathway of just, oh, we're not going to be doing this. Oh, okay. So after the second attempt with COVID hitting, we were kind of like, should we do this? Third time's charm. So here we are with uh, <laughs> attempting to produce this musical. But as I'm speaking to you, I'm in a tow truck. So there may just be some obstacles that are going to appear as I try to produce it for the third time. Exactly. Yeah. We do it live. I mean, come on. This we, is what do we do it live. Yeah. In three times doing this, that's kind of the name of the game for what you found. Yeah. You've had to make adjustments, but here we are making it work. Yep. We can see Carrie at the Arts Asylum October 14th through the 23rd, opening night tomorrow without giving us too much, you know, because I want folks to see this, but also it's a bit of a classic. What can we expect when we go see Carrie? You can expect, I mean, all the the wonderful teens that appear in the, you know, in, in the story. You can expect, of course, Carrie White and her religiously fanatical, over-the-top mother that just throws her around and thinks that everything is a sin. And what's so interesting about her and those, that relationship between the two of those characters is it's the most 
fascinating part of the show is that you're watching these, you know, this, this mom throw her daughter around the floor and you're just like, wow, I am entranced by what is going on. I love the story. And I think that there is something else within the material that wants to be said. And I don't particularly know if it's a bullying PSA. I think that that's kind of what the show wants to tell us. But I always think that because it's such a story that is revolved specifically around how women communicate with each other, I am huge about wanting the audience to identify with one of the other titular women in the show and, and go, oh, you know, if Carrie White was somebody I knew in my class, who would I be in that situation rather than how do I treat Carrie White better? It's how do I reflect on myself and which character I would I would be. And so that's kind of the story that has been pulling me back to it is we're not all Carrie White. We can all be other characters in the show. We can even be her religiously over-the-top mom if we are. As you're trying to expand upon the narrative, you want people to connect with other characters. With it being such a familiar show, a familiar title, what are the difficulties in bringing that to life having that kind of context already built in, the headcanon that folks have already built in. What's so different is that the musical is differently written than the book or the movie. So you've got these three wildly different stories. I mean, it all revolves around the same story, but they all have various different things about them that make them very unique. And so the challenges that we've come into is what works about the musical element of the show and how do we convey what we need to properly do so within the confines of that. Now, you know, people are going to come in to carry and they're going to expect things like the blood drop. So we obviously have the blood drop and it's not some you know laser light show or some projection you know we actually dump blood not real blood but we dump blood on our carrie white you know they expect this crazy over the top mom so you know you're gonna get the crazy over the top mom so i think because you know what it is and those are the kinds of things you're expecting you can kind of play with the rest of the things within the story which i think is really fun but if you know the original 80s production which <laughs> flopped massively right. on Broadway. You're going to see various different things throughout our production that are homages to that one, which will be fun, again, if you know it well. My friend, can you tell us about this cast? <laughs> so good. Josephine Fellow is playing Carrie White. Has done a lot of things at the Coterie Theater. I think I know that you've done a couple things over the Coterie. What's really cool about her is like, you know, two years ago was the last thing that she ever did anything and she was this young, sweet, innocent-faced child and now she's this rampaging, angry, but also also multifaceted, just strong powerhouse uh, young woman, which has been great to see because I, you know, I did a show with Josephine many years ago. Margot Michelson is playing Margaret White and she is just ever bit as crazy as you would want the character to be. What's great about the two of them is that they're so willing to go for it. And all of the cast are great singers. They're really great dancers. You're going to find some different looks and different bodies that you probably wouldn't see in Kansas City Theater specifically. So that's always fun to have. That's something that I think that we pride ourselves pretty great in. Our look is very different. You're going to come for the show and everything about the show, but you're specifically going to be leaving remembering things like Josephine and Margot as Carrie and Margaret because they are just so pitch perfect. Zach Faust, thank you, my friend, for bringing <laughs> Carrie back to life. He is the executive artistic director for Faust Theaters. He's the big boss man in charge, yeah? Big boss man in charge, that's right. Carrie taking place October 14th through the 23rd at the Arts Asylum. That's what, 1000 East 9th Street? 
I believe. That is, yep. Get your tickets at Eventbrite. Go see this show. And Zach, I'm going to see you there because I, I want to be front row for this. If I don't get a little blood splatter, then what the hell do I even come for? You know, you're asking all the right questions. And hopefully they will be answered the night that you show up. Zach, appreciate you, my friend. Yeah, I appreciate it. Greetings, Hartzell. Search the force. And a tremor I have felt. It was you. Your ego just busted a planet. The KC Morning Show. Kitty! Kitty! I told you it was a big show. Yeah. Jam-packed. But I think I think that's the reason why we did this KC Morning Show. Hear from all the homies. The current boys. Not the new boys. Not old ones who don't want us there anyway. This is the current Kansas City. And I like the wave that we're on. It's like a stream going towards glory. I was trying to keep the current vibe and the water motif. Okay. Well, now I got a tingle. Kitty, it is a Wednesday. Do you have any words of wisdom for these folks? You forgot, didn't you? Okay. You know, I will just, I'll share something that someone sent to me today because to be honest, I'm having a bit of a time and we don't got to go into it. But my friend just said, remember, grief just means you care and they are remembered. Hell, you know what? That's your words of wisdom on your KC Morning Show. Thank you, Katie. You turned that around. See, I will tell you this, though. You're much stronger than you think, and you know you're strong, but you're much stronger than you even know. You got this. I love you. You'll be fine. Kansas City, we're going to be fine. That's what I love about us. We got a good thing. Katie, where can these folks find you? Well, I'm off today, actually, so uh, probably don't hit me up at Holy Hearts. However, you know, if you search the dark web, you hire a private investigator, that's mostly where you'd find me. You can get me at Hartzell965. You can get the show, the KC Morning Show on Instagram, at KC Morning Show everywhere else. And again, do me a solid. Rate, review, subscribe. As we're headed out, I got a little bit of news. Okay. CBE Classic. Happens every year downtown, benefiting the college basketball experience. Basketball college, yes, I know of it. Around Thanksgiving? You're right. Tournament takes place right around Thanksgiving. I'm hosting it. You? What are you going to do? Uh, do the dog and pony show in the T-Mobile Center. Turn that to fall. Going to shoot a couple of hoops. Oh, God, I hope not. I have no aptitude for the sport. I'll be honest. I just, I'm just there for the rebounds. Basketball is also my worst sport. And I really wanted to be good at it. They say shut up and dribble. I say I can't dribble to save my life. Call me out for double dribbling, uh, throwing <laughs> bows, uh, tripping kids up on the court. Yeah. That's a technical foul on Miss mm-hmm. Kitty. It's immediate ejection. I was never too good at horse or nothing like that, neither. Honor of a lifetime. Cincinnati, Illinois, Arkansas, and hometown Kansas State playing at the CBE Classic November 22nd and 23rd. And Shaboy is going to be there. So come see us. Come see me. You going to get that bread? I have procured the bread. <laughs> all right. We're going to have some toast then. That's all we got. A good day to be Kansas City. And you got me. You, yeah, you got me. That was really good. I popped on that. Is it a good day? The best. Better than all the rest. We'll the see you in the morning. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the KC Morning Show.